following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. Welcome to the Forbes Under 30 Podcast. I'm Steve Goldblum, your host. On this show, we speak with young entrepreneurs and innovators. It's a struggle, especially around the holidays, but I've been trying to eat healthier. I'm working on uh, I'm working on portion control. I'm trying to eat organic. Maybe you're the same way. Maybe your dog is the same way. And if so, I'm glad that you're listening because today I'm speaking with Brett Podolsky and Jonathan Regev via Skype. These are the guys that started Farmer's Dog. It's a company that delivers human-grade dog food to the customer's door. And uh, hello, Jonathan and Brett. Hello. Hey, hello to you. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for being here. The Farmer's Dog is a made-to-order food delivery service, right? Exactly. What am I missing in that description? So I guess there's the, you know there's a few things we uh, you know there there's the the personalization part to yes. it uh, there's the fact that uh, you know it's it's a service essentially um, I, I don't I won't I won't go into too many too many details until uh, until you ask the questions but um, but yeah I, you know I think they kind of hit the nail on that. Well, let me ask the questions. I mean, is it kind of like I'm I'm picturing it is it a little bit like Blue Apron but for 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 your dog. It no, is. I think-, uh, the, the, I think the main difference between Blue Apron and a service like ours is that, um, you know, what we're doing is we're delivering ready-made food. Um, so mm-hmm. essentially all the food that you get is pre-packaged, it's pre-portioned. All you have to do is open and pour. Uh, and, and the other main difference is this is essentially for daily feeding. So our customers use this, you know, uh, one or two times a day um, rather than, you know, two or three times a week. Okay, and what's on the menu? What 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 is in the, what's in the food? It's it's healthy, it's organic. Yeah. So right now on the menu we have uh, our three main recipes are yes. our turkey. One of them is turkey based. The other one is meat. I'm sorry, beef. And the final one is pork. Okay. Uh, and then the rest of the ingredients are you know just typical um, you know vegetables, uh, vegetables, meat. Um, and then some potatoes and some legumes, uh, and then after that, it is our uh, vitamin and mineral blend to ensure that all of the diets are complete and balanced nutritionally. And breaking away to say thank you to Amica Insurance, Veradesk, and Rocket Mortgage for their support of our show, the Under Thirty Podcast. More about those companies later in the show. It's amazing because the the pet it's like pet food made to human grade standards and I don't think that as a human I eat human food made to human uh food standards. I mean that's my biggest fear. <laughs> because I think I and I was actually in my friend's freezer, don't ask why the other day and I saw something that was like I almost ate it and it was like I thought it was an ice cream sandwich or it was like a frozen treat but it was for the dog. <laughs> and what's the landscape right now uh, that you're dealing with? Who are your competitors? And uh, just tell me a little bit about what that looks like. 
Yeah, I think that the, the interesting thing that you note is, I, I think, going along this trend that people call humanization, quote unquote, where companies are trying to um, make more humanized food uh, for dogs. And, and um, mm -hmm. obviously, because the dogs aren't the ones buying, uh, it's the human, right? Um, but I, I think it's important to note that that's not at all what we're trying to do. Um, very little of what we did uh, in the service outside of making it convenient is for the human. I think the food just naturally looks good. Uh, it's almost mm -hmm. like a coincidence. Um, the term human grade for us has nothing to do with human quality um, as far as um, aesthetics, but more around, along safety. And so, it, and, and so as you alluded to, I think the human food industry itself has a lot to work on. Uh, if you could only imagine the type of food that doesn't meet those standards, so you know, things lower quality than a hot dog, uh, that's right. what the pet food world currently lives in. And so all we're doing is using ingredients that all pet food companies sell to you, right? Um, but we're making it fresh and we're going along the human grade uh, standard of food quality. You know, it's so funny because when I had a dog and I never really thought about it, I, I sort of like, especially when I read about like portion control, which is something I know that you guys are subscription based and you kind of ration the food out. So it's a certain, you're, you're really in control of the portion. I just oh, yeah. used to fill up the bowl as far as it could go. <laughs> and, and like, just, you know, when I saw the bowl was empty, I just fill it up again. I mean, I, I could be feeding the yeah. thing six times. I didn't have the dog for very long. So, uh, but, but tell me a little bit about the portion control. My dog hates the portion control. Really? <laughs> How can you tell? They're like weeping or what, what, what uh, happened? He gives me a face. Okay. A face. Just a little uh, side eye. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think portion control was, was really for us important for, for two reasons. Um, I mean, the first of which, if you look at uh, one of the biggest problems uh, when it comes to pet health, it's obesity. I think most people. Yeah, um, health in general. Health in general, yeah, but but I think the, the the quickest way to shorten your dog's lifespan is to is to keep them obese. And so one of the things that we want to do is make sure that you're not feeding them too much, which is kind of counterintuitive since for a business that sells dog food, you'd think we want to sell more, right? But I think it's important that, mm -hmm. that number one, I mean, the, the when you look at it from a business perspective, we want the dog to live as long as possible. Forget the fact that we love dogs and, and we actually do want them to, to, but I think from the business perspective, it, it makes sense as well, right? So I think we have like a win-win business in that respect. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that's, so I think, number one, health of the dog and, and um, making sure people aren't feeding them too much because they're going to love the food. Uh, and then number two was it was really important for us to fully understand how much people have in their freezer or fridge at any given time. Um, because one of the one of the tenets of, of, of what we're doing is convenience uh, because that, that's the thing that kibble has. I mean, it was first invented, commercial dog food was first invented for convenience uh, first and foremost, mm -hmm. and now it's being sold as a health food. And so what we wanted to do is make fresh food as convenient as dry food, if not more convenient. So I think pre-portioning was one, but also being able to, uh, to create a subscription where we're not sending you food when you have too much in your fridge or freezer at any given point. Right. right? So we give really easy instructions. You feed your dog one pack a day or maybe half a pack a day, and right before you run out, you have another box almost magically appear. Uh, and for us, it allows us to plan uh, subscriptions well in mm -hmm. advance. We can plan um, our ingredient needs and our food needs, and so we can end up running the business pretty lean and pretty efficiently while making the food fresh, uh, which is healthier for the dog 
and sending it right before they run out, which is more convenient for the person. And so that's that's kind of been our the things we're all, we're always trying to manage: convenience and, and health. Forgive me for this naive question, but do, do you taste the food? Not every time. <laughs> We've tasted all of them. You've tasted all of them. Okay. And uh, where were you, Brett? Where were you, Jonathan, when you had the epiphany that this is the kind of thing that you, like, that you wanted to get into and you wanted to create the business? You know, a lot of it, a lot of it came from, from Jada's experience. Uh, Jada was – and that's my dog. You might okay. see her if you go to our website and you scroll to the bottom. She's the cute Rottweiler. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. The, cute, the cute and big Rottweiler. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. gorgeous. She thinks she's buddy size, though. So, so anyway, when Jada was, you know, for the first two years that I had her, she suffered with a lot of problems, but most of it had to do with her gastro, uh, her gastro system. Where, I mean, essentially, I realized that she was living with a stomach ache, and I was willing to do absolutely anything to to help her. And I tried every food, and everything kept making her worse and worse. And finally, uh, a vet recommended that I try home cooking for her. And it was like magic. Like her symptoms disappeared really? almost overnight. It was really incredible. Um, so I started, you know, I, I started looking into the industry and trying to understand why all of these brands who, you know, have all of this wonderful marketing about how the food's so healthy, why was it hurting my dog? And what I found was 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 pretty scary. Uh, the, the industry and these these products are mm-hmm. essentially unregulated. Um, so I lost trust in big pet food, and I was really, you know, looking for a, an, uh, I was looking for a brand that I could trust, essentially. And eventually came to the harsh realization that I couldn't find that brand, and maybe it just didn't exist. So Jonathan and I decided to build that brand so that we could make a a, a, a product that people can trust. It was really the brand that we wanted for our dogs, right. uh, where we can make healthy dog food accessible to people. And how are your roles – how do you divide up your roles? How did you do it in the beginning and how has it changed now that, since you've been in business together? Yeah, I think there's you – know, I think like any co-founders, there's you – know, especially in the, in the earlier stages, there's just a ton of overlap. And there still is some overlap now, but I guess if, if, if maybe the simplest way to divide it would be operations and then marketing. Um, but of course, there's, you know, there's tons of overlap and you know, we both like you – know, being involved in you know a little bit of everything. What were some? Yeah, I think it, oh, go ahead, it's, please. It, well, yeah, I, I just think it's interesting to point out because when we started, we you know we didn't go out and raise money on an idea. Um, you know, Brett and I started the company with our own money. Uh, the first batch of dog food was made in a commercial kitchen, just just him and I. Um, I, I quickly realized you guys were cooking it up. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. so that's why I said we don't <laughs> taste it all the time. We definitely we definitely have tasted it uh, <laughs> many times. So yeah, I think we, you know um, the, the the interesting thing, and this probably leads to um, any 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 uh, conversation about challenges that we've had. But it's really difficult to find a facility um, that cooks human food in human grade uh, facilities to human grade standards that is willing to make food for dogs. I mean, right. it was just so it was impossible to find. Um, so we just started it ourselves. And so in the beginning, we really were. It was almost like divide and conquer. We had some overlap, but we really had to do everything. Um, and sometimes we'd switch because if one person's sick, well, then you're covering for that entire uh, that entire uh, area of the business, right? And so we were doing everything from cooking the food to customer service to delivering. Uh, 
uh, Brett, I, I'm sure we have more odd jobs than I'm thinking about purchasing, uh, basically everything. Um, and then once we started to, to grow the company, it just started getting into more of a natural um, uh, division where I think I was really interested in, in, um, in, in really taking advantage of the, the business model and making sure that we can make this really convenient and, and really efficient um, so we can make the food as affordable as possible. And I think Brett's real passion was around sharing the story behind what we're doing and educating um, people that, that love their pets uh, and having these, the same kind of epiphany that he went through. And we'll be right back after a quick break. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Amica Insurance. We're living in the age of the discerning shopper when savvy consumers increasingly favor brands that value authenticity, ethics, and a great shopping experience. Amica is committed to being a company people trust. Visit meetamica.com slash Forbes and find out why 95% of Amica customers with combined auto and home policies stay with them. One more time, that's meetamica.com slash Forbes to find out more about Amica Insurance. And with the new year upon us, lots of us are at least thinking about ways in which we can be happier and healthier. Maybe we'll take in some yoga, cook up better dinners, or perhaps try a standing desk. Like Veradesk. Veradesk turns your desk into a standing desk so you're more active than sitting all day. Standing more and sitting less can lead to more energy, less back pain, and more productivity. Check out Veradesk risk-free for 30 days with free shipping both ways. See it for yourself at veradesk.com. That's V-A-R-I-desk.com. Well, you you obviously tapped into a demand and, and figured out how to produce it at scale, what, what do you feel like was the tipping point? Was it figuring out the business plan or was it telling the story and connecting on an emotional level with people and their pets? I think it has to, I mean, it has to be for both, right? Um, I think, you know, our particular investors, I, we, we, I, I feel really fortunate to have, um, you know, the investors that we do. I think they're really passionate about stories and about changing how consumers think um, but they're also very pragmatic and, you know, they, they just like me personally, mm-hmm. they believe in businesses that work, right? Um, like a business that sells product that can survive on its own um, by, by being efficient and, um, and just that it makes sense, right? And so I think the business model itself, when you look at subscriptions, you know, I, I, I can't imagine a better product for subscriptions than ours, right? right. You, have a, you have a customer that consumes the product in the same amounts every single day. They can't get food anywhere else because once you once you right. start feeding your dog a particular uh, food, you want to keep them on that. Um, and and not only that, by being a subscription and by shipping directly to customers, we're actually improving the product itself. We're making the product healthier. It's not just more conven- more convenient, and it's not just more um, efficient you know, cost to value, we're actually improving on the product. And so I think both the story and the business model combined in a way that uh, I think got us really excited um, and in turn investors excited as well. Well, it's a brilliant subscription model because not only is the demand always there every day, but it's not like the customer is going to complain. And it's not like they're going <laughs> to, it's not like they're going to say like, you know, I'm really getting sick of the turkey. Can we switch it up? And maybe like, I, I don't know. Eggplant. Sure. That's not gonna. You don't. You don't get that. Would I? Now, how so? What's yeah. the feedback been? I mean, 
I, I mean, Brett and I are uh, are blessed with probably the most hungry dogs. Uh, and and uh, like my, my, I have to fight my dog on a daily basis not to eat, you know, the sidewalk chicken when I walk him in Brooklyn, oh, right? So it's, yeah. it's he will eat anything. And I think that's part of the point. We, we didn't do this to be fancy or really spoil the dog. It was really just based on health because I, I don't want him to eat the sidewalk chicken because I got I to gotta clean up the mess or take him to the vet if, if sure. he does get uh, sick, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the – but the interesting thing is there are so many dogs who, um, who just are, you know, aren't very – uh, they're, they're, I guess they're, they're more picky than you'd imagine. And so, um, you know, even with kibble, I think this is how the industry got away with making a product the way right. that they do is because dogs will basically eat anything. But, you know, some dogs don't. Uh, and so some dogs uh, maybe d- don't like the processed food or they just don't like beef for some reason. Right. So we need a few recipes. But, yeah, once they like a recipe, it's not like they say, you know what, I'd like to... I'd like to switch it up. I've had turkey too many days in a row. Have you partnered with like dog, you know, like like exercise groups or walking groups and things like that? Not particularly groups. We've had a few events um, that we partner with with some other brands uh, just around health and wellness. Mm-hmm. We've, we've found that the, the, the people that care about um, their own health and the people that understand that food has a significant impact on their own health, it's really easy for them to make that connection. Once they understand that, those dry balls are supposedly made of real meat and vegetables. Um, you know, it's kind of obviously not just looking at the food. Uh, and so they, they just quickly understand that maybe a fresh diet is going to be so much more healthy for their dogs. So I think it um, it blends really well to our customer base. Actually, I think we have a lot of people that, that also maybe don't treat themselves very well, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, they want the best for their dog. I mean, it's easy to, to, to feed your dog healthy, right? They'll eat whatever you're giving them. Uh, it's kind of harder for yourself. We have to, you have to fight the, uh, uh, you know, the, the impulse. Sugar struggle. Yeah. The, the impulse. Yeah. Yeah. What well, can you, I know that you raised series a, like a little over 8 million, right? You closed it a little over 8 million. Can you walk us through what it was like as new entrepreneurs to go through your, your series a round of funding? Sure. I mean, it was, um, it was a bit different than the seeds. It was our second time fundraising. Um, and the seed round was, I think, uh, just interesting because uh, Yuri Kim, who who ended up leading the, the seed round, she was also a customer, so um, she was a big fan, okay. and um, and it was that was uh, seed was pretty easy, and then the A was was also interesting. I think um, you know at that point it was more than an idea. We already had um, uh, a base of customers that were really excited. Yeah. Retention was incredible. Um, we, we were growing organically quite well. And so I think, um, and, and the appetite for our type of business was definitely there. And so, um, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, too bad of a struggle. I think we were, we were pretty fortunate as far as timing, mm-hmm. um, and just in the place that our business was, um, uh, to make it easier than some of the, the, some of the processes that, um, I've heard before, but, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it's definitely interesting. It's always fun to share, you know, the story of why we got started and you know how well the business is doing. I was really excited about how excited investors were getting about again, not just the fact that the business makes sense, but also the mission behind it. And um, and I think we all, like a lot of people, got behind the idea that the entire industry needs to change, and this is what it's going to be changing to. And you were backed by Shasta Ventures. Right. Yes. Who's and, and they've supported Dollar Shave Club, Warby Parker. Um, 
did you get the sense that they were interested in your story? Like how how aware were you of that, and how much did that come with some sort of pressure? Uh, pressure as far as that far it's your story. that it's that they want you to be um, involved with the brand, that you're kind of oh. connected, your personal story is connected with the brand. I mean, that's all part of it. Oh yeah, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, no no pressure at all because I think Brett and I are in this for life. It's like uh, that th- we we really. Uh, are extremely passionate about the business and the customers um, and mm-hmm. and what we're doing, and so uh, I don't think any pressure as far as that. But but do you mean pressure as far as having a spotlight on us? That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay, like being spokespeople for the brand. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. It seems like I, you I, enjoy I it. Yeah. How big is the team now? How big? Uh, how many of you are there? How, how many facilities are there? Just give us a size of, of the growth over the past few years. Sure. So we, we haven't shared publicly um, as far as like operationally facilities mm-hmm. and whatnot, but in the headquarters in Brooklyn, we're, we're over 20 now. Um, so as far as I think doing what we're doing in volume, still pretty uh, small and tight knit, um, but growing pretty quickly. We're hiring. If anybody's out there. Uh, now, who are you hiring? What are you looking for? Uh, across really all areas. Operations, uh, customer support is a big one for us. Um, engineering. Um, those are the main, the main three. Mm. Hey, can you tell us a little bit about what the process of working with veterinarians ha- has been like and how involved they are in the ingredients and, and the diet? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when we, uh, unless you want to take this, Jonathan, but, um, when, whenever we, whenever we work with our vets, typically, uh, you know, we have, we have like a good idea for what, uh, on like a high level, what we'd want the recipe to look like with regards to, you know, maybe what what the meat base is. Um, and then from there we, uh, you know, we really, mm-hmm. we really have vets, uh, you know, they, they'll pick out the ingredients based off of their, you know, based on their experience, of course, and then we'll have them formulate it. And then from there we'll, we'll send it to our kitchen. Our kitchen will actually make that recipe. Uh, we'll send it off off to the lab and then we'll tweak the recipes um, and we'll basically keep going through that right. system until we have the, you know, the perfect, complete and balanced recipe. And you have you incorporate do-it-yourself recipes on the site, right? Can you tell me a little bit about that, how that came to be? Yeah, you know, we found that especially in our, our earlier days when, you know, the pricing was, was higher than it is now. Yeah. Uh, we found that there was a lot of people who – you know, they wanted to feed our food, but they, you know, but it was just too expensive. And, you know, for us, we did this because we want to make healthy dog food accessible to people, not just make healthy dog food. Uh, so, uh, you know, for that reason, we decided to put our recipe online for free so that everybody could experience it. But if you wanted the service side of it, then, you know, then, you, you know, you'd go and, uh, you know, and actually have to sign up. Yeah, I think an interesting thing, I think, uh, you know, at least for me, because, Steve, I, I was like you. I mean, I grew up feeding just brown balls uh, to my yeah. dogs because it said dog food, healthy dog food. And I said, okay. Great, uh, yeah. So this is what dogs eat. Um, and when Brett started cooking for Jada and you saw that transformation, that was a really big, big aha moment for me. Mm-hmm. But the, the next aha moment came when, when the vet had told him that he couldn't continue feeding that food because it wasn't balanced. So even though he was cooking and the ingredients in the food itself was so much better, it didn't have all the right vitamins and minerals and the right nutrition for the dog, right? And so, um, and so a big part of 
making food that you can feed on a daily basis was including these vitamins and minerals that, you know, veterinary nutritionists know that dogs need on a daily basis uh, for their long-term health. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's really the main reason we work with veterinary, uh, veterinary nutritionists and uh, veterinarians in general um, is to make sure that the food is balanced and it's, it's, uh, it's got everything that a dog needs, but the vessel in which we deliver those vitamins and nutrients are mostly natural and it's all fresh food. Um, and, and we're not processing mm-hmm. a bunch of starch and, and you know, feed grade uh, products, which is the opposite of human grade, um, to deliver those nutrients. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Support for the Forbes Under 30 podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, the mortgage company that decided to ask, why? Why can't clients get approved in minutes rather than weeks? Why can't they make adjustments to the rate and term in real time? And why can't there be client-focused technological mortgage revolution? Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Rocket Mortgage is simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your tenth, with Rocket Mortgage you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Forbes. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. Where are most of your uh, customers based uh, across the states? It's pretty equally spread as far as the newer customer base. Um, again, Brett and I started just bootstrapped, and I'm from California. Mm-hmm. He's from New York. Uh, we didn't spend a lot of money on marketing, and so a lot of the early customer base started there. But now we're seeing a lot of people, and especially since we brought down the price point, we're seeing a lot of people all across the country. Um, some places where even FedEx will have, will have trouble getting to them because they're in the middle of the woods in either South Carolina or even Idaho or any of these, any of these other states. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been pretty well received across the country, and that's that's been pretty exciting for us. To well, see. It sounds like that was a good place to beta, right? Like in New York, and where in California are you from? Northern or south? I'm from I'm from LA. You're from LA. Um, okay, so this yeah, it we, sounds kind of perfect for New York, LA to start with, and then it, but it's interesting so. to, to, to like to see how you're doing, like Indiana. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I think um, I think New York was by far the best place to start because, again, Brett and I were the delivery guys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, easy to get to a bunch of customers when they're just a couple blocks away from each other. Yeah. Um, and I think it was quite a shock to a few customers uh, later on to, to realize that Brett was, you know, a founder of the company because um, he was always the smiling face when he delivered the food. Uh, so I think New York, we couldn't have done that uh, really anywhere else. It's amazing. It's, you could do like an anthology series, like a high maintenance. <laughs> they, you just follow around. You're the through line. Yeah, yeah, it's great. 
What are you um, in the beginning? I mean, you're profitable now and you're hiring. And what were some of the biggest challenges that you guys face faced early on that you had to that you had to clear? Yeah, I think um, the so we're not we're not profitable now. We're making a lot of investments and growing the company. Um, you know, in more in better infrastructure uh, and building out the team. I think you know our transactions okay. are profitable, um, but um, but yeah, I bet you know we're we're making chosen investments, so not technically profitable. Um, but I think in the beginning we were, uh, and you know when we bootstrapped the company we were. But one of the main challenges there was we couldn't make investments where we want. I mean, this is pr- this is yeah. part of the reason why we decided to raise money uh, is just because we could. Uh, we could move faster. We can invest in better quality um, and, and make sure that customers had a better experience. Because when Brett and I are answering all the phone calls, um, you know, it's not it's not necessarily the best experience. That's right. Uh, yeah, you so, don't want to be working uh, the till. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you know, if there was a snowy day and FedEx didn't get shipments out, uh, you know, we 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 had uh, hundreds of people we had to call, and it's just Brett and I. Um, and that 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 those were struggles. Uh, uh, I think also the first time cooking a batch of food, um, you know, we started with about eight dogs the first time. You know, we thought it was going to be a piece of cake. You know, <laughs> booked three hours at a kitchen, uh, you know, went in at 6 p.m. We didn't leave till 8 a.m. the next morning. Oh, it was yeah. a disaster. I mean, it was so funny. Um, but at that point, we're just like, hey, we, we should get help on making the food. Uh, and, and, but that was, that was part of the struggle. Again, not, not many facilities wanted to, to to help us because you know dog food just has such a bad yeah. name in the human food world um we've since been so fortunate to find amazing partners and um and people that understand that what we're doing and you know 30 40 years making high quality food so the quality is there the safety is there and we can just focus on really servicing our customers um but that was definitely a, a huge struggle for us in the beginning is jada still with you course now let me ask you what does it feel like when you you know take a new batch of food to jada and jada looks at the food sniffs the food and then walks away is there a sense of rejection (laughs) i've never had that experience because i think that would be punishing I think maybe that like would be the night, worst. Maybe like a nightmare. It sounds like a terrible. Because yeah. we were joking about dogs not complaining, but I think it's at the same time that that there's no real etiquette either. Like just wa- imagine if I made a, a dish for my girlfriend, and she just walked away. I mean, I would might yeah. start crying. Has that never happened to you? Uh, maybe uh, <laughs> that's never happened. But I've you know, uh, <laughs> I but you know, but she's very verbal in her opinions, so that's also oh. worse. Well, um, that's valuable. You know, you get feedback, you get better. Yeah. With that type of feedback, it's Feed, feedback is a gift. Can can you just tell yes. me they how much does it cost? Like, what's the average delivery or su- a subscription that people sign up for? So it ranges. Uh, I think we 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 may look at look at it as a on a weekly basis. Um, it ranges anywhere depending on the dog's needs and and more specifically the dog size. But the plans start around uh, eighteen dollars a week, and we actually have options for any 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 person to to achieve about that price. Um, at 18 bucks a week. But, you know, if you have multiple big dogs, it can go upwards of, of 70 or 80 bucks a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, when it's at that price point, they're, they're probably saving 40 or $50 a week um, instead of purchasing sort of the frozen food that you find in, uh, in a retail store. Um, you know, when, when we're charging 70, 80 bucks a week, 
they'd be spending, you know, a hundred or 120 a week, um, right. buying the same food at a store. Well, let me, and are you guys in stores at all or is it, it's just online, right? Yeah, no, we ship, we only ship directly you only to, ship... to customers. Yeah. So let me ask you of like a, a site like Ollie, right? They started in 2016, similar model. Um, are they a direct competitor? Uh, well, they, they, I think, you know, there, there are a few companies that produce similar food um, as far as like human grade and fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, we, what, the way we look at competitors, our main competitors are the big pet food companies mm-hmm. that have taught people that they should be feeding their dog these dried brown balls. And not, again, not for convenience, but because that's the healthiest thing in the world. Uh, and they market it as really healthy. So, the, the, you know, those are the companies that we look at. Uh, on a daily basis, right. uh, just because that's our real competition, right? That's that's we, we we need to take the mind share back to to feed dogs healthy food, not processed food. So tell me a little bit about your background with your family. If you have business, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs, or how, how do they look at at the success you're having and the work you're doing now? Uh, I I do. So so actually, my my parents actually worked together. They started a company. My dad has always been oh, wow. starting companies his whole life. And um, I think on a monthly basis, he would tell me, you know, never start your own company. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just venting to you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So at some point, he's like, hey, just you know, never start your own company. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, it's encouraging. It, it, but it was pretty interesting because you know, I had I had um, since. 15 I, I i started my first company at 15 and what was that um it was a um it was like a bus tour so so basically when we were 14 and 15 you didn't have licenses right so you couldn't drive if you want to go skiing and snowboarding you had to wait for your parents to drive you up and i kind of got tired of that so um so we ended up starting a, a company and i had my older brother chaperone us and we rented these luxury tour buses and took everyone in high school up to the mountains um, and so you're, you're basically packing a bunch of 14 and 50 year olds, 15 year olds into a bus to go skiing with a 21 year old or 22 year old chaperoning. It was a disaster. Uh, but, but, you know, it was like, uh, it was fun and, and the business worked well the first few times. Um, but that was sort of my first foray. And, and, and I think, right. you know, for me, it was just about solving this problem. Um, so I always looked at companies or, or starting any project that I, that I'd started was just about solving a problem that was bothering me, um, and, 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 you know, creating this solution. Um, but you know, when, when we were starting the farmer's dog, I was actually at this point where I said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to work on any projects anymore. Um, right. I, I, um, just started working with a media consulting company. I said, Hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to go heads down and do this. Um, and it was just so interesting because the, you know, Brett going through the experience with Jada and again, this, it was just about, this big problem that people were just, uh, you know, people were not informed um, about the quality of their dog's food. And I, and the more that you look at the marketing of, of how pet food was being sold, it was almost infuriating. And I think the solution was right there. And it was just something we had to do. And, but again, I think it, it kind of came along this line, the same line about, you know, starting companies to solve a problem, right. um, not just to start a company. So, I, I, you know, whether I took my dad's advice or not, it was, it was sort of irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> and so now that you're in it and you're expanding, where, where do you want to go from here? What do you see the next – what's the long-term plan? 
I mean, the, the long-term plan is and has always been to, to replace um, highly processed food as a, a, the healthy mass market option. Uh, I think right now we're really focused on scaling up our operations uh, and maintaining customer service. Um, and, and I mean, we're, so we're already nationwide. We kind of started nationwide. Um, but I think it's about continuing to do what we're doing, um, introducing new products, um, and just better servicing the customer and, and making sure people know about us. Well, it's a great name. I feel like I would eat at the farmer's dog, be it in, <laughs> be it in Brooklyn or, 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 or in San Francisco. Brett and Jonathan, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's it for this episode of Forbes Under 30. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us with a comment or question, please do so at under30, that's the number 30, at podcastone.com. Can't get enough golf? Podcast One is the new home of Golflandia with Matthew Wiley. Every Monday, all season long, tune in to hear Matt talk predictions, tournament recaps, and interview guests from in and around the world of PGA and Euro Golf. He'll even talk business, branding, and family life. Because it all relates to golf. Download episodes of Golflandia every Monday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, and Apple Podcasts. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.